Hi, this is the Idiot's Lantern podcast, and today I'm joined by Finn. How are you, Finn? I'm doing good, yeah. Um, so, <laughs> what do you think about this um, TV series that we're watching? Devs. Oh, slow down a minute there. <laughs> so, we'll talk about devs later in the episode, because that is the whole point of this episode. Yeah. But first of all, what have you been watching, Finn? Or what video games have you been playing? Uh, or what films have you watched? Basically, um, anything. So, I'm watching at the moment Baby Driver, which is a really good movie. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I've heard about that. And um, I'm also, I've also been watching this uh, Black Mirror. Oh, yeah. It's just like, pff, blows your mind. It's mad. <laughs> it's really cool. And I've been playing a lot of um, Call of Duty and stuff. That's a bit boring. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, what have you been watching? So I was actually going to talk about video games because I haven't been watching anything really. My parents say that I need to watch stuff more often, need to be more balanced. I I, I, I was playing uh, Horizon Zero Dawn a lot. Um, but yeah, TV wise, I've been watching Motherland. Have you heard of it? Oh yes, brilliant! It's, it's so, so funny. funny. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's great. I just I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I watched two episodes of it. Um, Video games wise, I started playing Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, so it, it looks great, first of all. It's it sounds great, all of that. But the voice acting and the dialogue isn't that great. And so I I never really felt invested in the story up until a certain point. But yeah, it, it was it's all right. But then I've also been playing Call of Duty Warzone, obviously, with my friends. Um, and yesterday I played the first episode of Life is Strange, which is the episodic video game kind of thing. You've probably heard of it. Yeah, I have. Um, uh, it's, it's really good. Uh, it's basically a game where you play as this Max Caulfield person who discovers that she can rewind time but it's basically set in this world where you make the choices for the character it's, it's really really great so you you make in Horizon Zero Dawn there is a feature where you can kind of uh, set you can almost play as the character where in cutscenes and things you can decide what to talk about or whatever but I felt it didn't work so well they implement it well once in one moment which is where you say goodbye to your kind of fatherly figure called Rost basically I was sitting next to my nine year old brother and he was saying oh um or do the do the do the say say I don't need you or whatever and I and so I said that and it, it was actually a really good moment but the rest of the moment whenever else it is implemented it's not that great and <clears throat> in life is strange your actions actually have consequences so you can decide who to talk to and whatever it is kind of strung strung um, together through a few things that you do have to do to actually advance the story but apart from that you make the you you make the decisions and those can alter the story in different ways like those can alter like specific moments where somebody will might talk about one thing but if you do this at this point then it might talk about something else so yeah it's 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 very good and the world's really really detailed and i've i've really enjoyed it 
So the first episode is actually free on most platforms, I think. So you should go and check that out, definitely. And on PS4, the the whole season one is for, is uh, eight pound, no, two pound eighty, I think, about two pound eighty. So it's pretty cheap. Yeah, it's mm. like good ten, fifteen hours of a great game. So yeah, yeah I, I'm gonna continue playing it. I need to buy the 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 whole thing, but anyway. Yeah, I've been really enjoying that. Um, so that's pretty much it. I also started playing Journey, which is good. Is that the one with the string water guys? No, that's that's Unravel. Oh uh, yeah. Journey, Journey, Unravel's really good. Journey's um, it's a, uh, it's like a it's a game where you play as this red scarf person and you can fly and whatever, and it's basically an open world game and it's got no dialogue in it whatsoever and it's just really great. I like dialogue. I like games where there's no dialogue because then the 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 people who have made them have to create a sense of empathy through different ways like uh, so in Unravel they create a sense of empathy through the red things kind of uh, physical language and through the visuals that it shows so I just think that's really good but anyway yeah I absolutely loved the Quirgy Cold War campaign <laughs> it was so it was I mean it might sound like oh it's just Quirgy but it was really cool it was set back in like 1984 Okay. And you had to basically, you were almost being interrogated the whole time by this almost uh, like secret CIA guys, and it's but you basically have to stop this guy called um, I think it's Adler, oh, uh, setting off like twenty three nuclear bombs all over Russia and uh, the Europe, <laughs> and. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it was really cool, and the decisions actually had really bad consequences. So you could either basically, you could either choose for to um, uh, be basically be mean to your team yeah. and let Adler win, so lie to your team, yeah. or you don't lie to your team and then Adler loses and you kill Adler. Yeah, and it was it was really cool, and. It was just the graphics were amazing. The storyline was brilliant, and yeah. the there was a lot of action, which is good. So there's no there's no really long and boring cutscenes. Mm -hmm. You're almost constantly doing something. Yeah, I think that was uh, that was a highlight of like playing video games. It was really cool. Yeah, what's really interesting about Life is Strange is that you cannot run you cannot jump in it whatsoever you can only walk and you can interact with objects and look at objects and there's amazing detail like in your room there's a stereo that you can turn on and it plays uh, song Crosses by Jose Gonzalez which is one of my favourite songs actually it's a great song it was in Looking for Alaska and also it, it's yeah it's really great um the amount of detail in it's amazing but it's got a really slow pace and that's conveyed through the gameplay of not being able to run or not being able to jump so you have to think about different ways to do things like there's a scene where somebody gets shot and you have to prevent prevent them from being shot by rewinding time but you can't actually step in and stop them from being shot you have to do multiple things and instead and you don't actually get to interact with the person who sh doesn't shoot the per the other person so it's it's really interesting game i'm really enjoying it
Mm. I'll probably try and download it. Is it? Do you say it was free? Yeah, it's free. And oh, then cool. the, and then the rest of it. The first episode's free. And it, the first episode's like two hours long. But there's a feature in it where you can go through all of the choices that you made, and there's like a good twenty choices that you made, or that you didn't even realise you could make. Like there's a choice where you can look at somebody's pregnancy test or something, and it's just like I didn't even realise that you could do that and stuff. It was yeah, it was really good. That sounds really cool. I'll yeah. probably download that. Yeah, it's amazing. Anyway, so devs. What did you think? Oh, so first of all, this is uh, Alex Garland's kind of brainchild-ish. He's been wanting to publish this for a while. He first launched, He first tried to push it as a film, but then realised that the story was too long, and so he went to TV and he went to diff- and he went to Sky and people, and they all said no, and so he went to FX and BBC iPlayer, and so that's where it is currently so if you're in America it's on FX and if you're in the UK like we are it's on BBC iPlayer so this stars Sonoya Mizuno as Lily Chan and her boyfriend goes missing in the first episode you basically learn that he dies Uh, so it's not much of a spoiler although it is a very minor spoiler Um, so it's and he dies after going to this place called Devs, getting promoted at this internet corporation to this kind of building called Devs. And it's just, I. Well, what did you think of it, first of all? I thought it was a really cool concept. I yeah. thought it was just like, well, and it was like all these cool, like, I think that was probably a bit of CGI. And I, I, I loved the way that they made the forest and the building and all the gold like pillars and stuff all really weird and like mysterious and you don't know what's going to happen i think there are a few elements of it that are cgi like the the statue of the girl amaya who is actually played by sonoya mizuno's niece um which is kind of interesting who is also called amaya mizuno andre um so yeah she's played by sonoya mizuno's niece niece um and yeah the statue's cgi but i think the rest of it were either real sets or yeah i think so a lot of it's actually real sets that they actually built all the interiors and stuff are real sets i think the bits in the forest with the circular lights that might also be a real set that they built maybe in a forest somewhere a lot of it was shot at ealing in ealing studios as well so yeah what else did you think of it? I um, thought that all the twists was really cool. Yeah, it's really twisted, and it's at first you think it's going to be oh these people are evil, but then it turns out no, those people aren't actually evil and stuff. We should probably spoil all of it just because <laughs> otherwise it's going to be really hard to talk about. So basically, uh, if you haven't watched it then go watch it now all eight episodes of it they're about 45 minutes long they're completely worth your time um so go do that and yeah so i just i i really enjoyed it continue talking so um yeah like all the little twists like yeah the russians how the boyfriend was secretly partners with a russian spy yeah. Well, not partners like worked with Russian spies. Yeah, 
and like how that homeless guy was just oh yeah I he, thought he was, was one cool. of the best characters yeah and then he was my favourite character <laughs> and then you fi- yeah he was one of my favourite characters Forrest is my favourite character um no actually I've got a different favourite character Lyndon and uh, Stuart they were great oh yeah yeah they were really uh, cool. but anyway yeah Ray he's called he, he's really funny and and you just don't suspect a thing he's just like they're really they're really friendly homeless guy who just lives on their doorstep and he yeah he's really great so and then and then you find out he's a Russian spy and you're just like what and it's yeah it's, it's the twists make a certain amount of sense um, and they are explained so it's just not like oh I didn't see that coming and that shouldn't have happened it's just like this is where Alex Garland wants to take it and he's completely right in taking it that way except there is a scene in episode 7 that I would like to talk about but anyway you continue um yeah and also like the way you can see in perspectives of any time period with the yeah it's almost like a time machine but you don't actually it's like a it's a simulation it's like almost watching a movie of time it's a simulation of yeah they've basically made a simulation of what will happen and what has happened mm-hmm. which is just crazy yeah and I loved how they actually kind of explained how they made it without making it to no one understands it yeah like how they made it so they explained how those other universes which were the exact same not universes yeah. like almost parallel universes worlds Parallel worlds, yeah, which are Everest almost identical, but they are slightly different. Slightly different, yeah. Like a hair might be different on somebody's head, or somebody might walk slightly in a different direction or something. Mm-hmm. And I also, skipping ahead a bit, but I also loved how he, Forrest, was ha- was really happy in certain <laughs> worlds and was just depressed in others. Yeah. And the, the reason why he made this time machine was because he was really depressed about his daughter yeah and he wanted to kind of be with her again he wanted he basically wanted what I saw it was is uh, as is that he wanted to see if it was actually a deterministic world that if she was meant to die then that was really interesting as well but he also recreated her in the simulation which was also very interesting. Yeah, and um, I thought that it was nice that they didn't end it on a really horrible like low. Yeah, because it was quite sad throughout most of the whole thing. It was shocking. Yeah, that's what it was. It really played the horror beats really, really well. Like mm-hmm. the, the 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 sound design is amazing. That noise it just makes when somebody hits somebody else or somebody strangling somebody else or shooting somebody else it, it's the tension's it great in it it's amazing <laughs> but also the atmosphere of it is great in the first few episodes did you notice the score at the end and the beginning the insects did you watch the credits of each episode no <laughs> you should have really was there like little end bits well yeah the, the, the credits were actually really important they, they didn't there's no post-credit sting, but the score for the credits is really important. What do you mean score? Musical score. And it kind of gives this atmosphere... So, 
did you watch up until they stopped like showing the images of like people hurting each other and whatever I just waited like the 14 seconds to play the next episode oh, right. you know it does a countdown and yeah. it's like playing the next episode <laughs> yeah I just watched that <laughs> I didn't it's kind of I find it kind of annoying but it makes sense yeah. when they do that because I know a lot of people do watch the credits to find it but sometimes I'm like I just watch the credits and it's nothing and I think that's really cool even though I didn't watch the credits I think that's cool that you drop in little hints yeah. in the credits and stuff yeah but the atmosphere it, it's the music it shows some like really horrible things like homeless people and people dying and whatever and when when Kenton's fighting Anton as well they'll it's like at the start of that fight scene it's really tense but then the the score comes along and it's just it feels like oh it's all right now it was meant to happen it gives that kind of deterministic feel to it it's like it's all all right because it was all meant to happen which is really interesting but then it really does shock you like in the eighth episode the eighth episode is incredible it's it's like a bottle episode it all takes place in devs and except when they go inside the simulation um but it's yeah what did you think of the eighth episode because i thought it was like i thought it was really cool how she broke the law of yeah what their the deterministic world by throwing the gun away yeah but it still happened the thing that was supposed to happen yeah because of the I forgot his name the guy with the grey hair Stuart because the guy with the grey hair knew that that was that need to be done yeah and also I loved that they went into a different world no not a different world like the simulation the, the simulation and those only those two know about it and um Lily's boyfriend yeah and everyone else doesn't know about it and they're they're all the simulation. Yeah, they're, they're not the actually real. Yeah. They're just copies of people that were. But yeah. Ooh. The seventh episode as well, Lyndon and Stuart, they're they're really great together and I felt Lyndon's death didn't work well with me. What did you think of it? I liked it. I thought it was really cool how they said that she would die. No matter what if she talked to them again or like spoke to anyone about devs yeah. and they did it in a way they didn't just kill her no they didn't kill her they just like they gave it to the, the machine and like and you could see that they wanted her to die because in every deterministic world she died because you saw world, yeah you see her die so many times yeah so she was supposed to die and um yeah she it was i thought it was good honestly yeah. I thought it would, it would be really interesting if she actually lived. I thought it would be a great moment if she lived, but I don't know. It's just, yeah, that's the only thing I have with Alex Garland. I thought she was a great character and she had no reason really to die, but it was a really interesting death as well. And they also cut it with some something else, which I felt slightly frustrating. It's like the scene would be much better if they went right to the end of it. But, yeah, it, it was interesting. It was definitely interesting. Mm -hmm. That's the only thing I have wrong with it. Otherwise, it's definitely four, five stars. The mm. first two episodes, maybe four stars. Maybe the first three, four stars. Just because it's so slow. 
but mm. really it's it's a five star at its heart. Yeah, it's amazing. I thought at the beginning where they did the intro, mm-hmm. I didn't. I thought it was the intro is cool, but I thought they kind of, you know, in the intro they it just says devs. Yeah. I thought they kind of dropped that in in the wrong place because usually in a TV show, they would do the intro and you feel the intro is right there. You would feel like it should be there, mm-hmm. but I just thought it was kind of like something would happen and the intro would be there. I still yeah. think it should have been there. I guess. And also in the eighth episode, I think it was the eighth episode or seventh episode, mm-hmm. that music with the, I think it was, it was just some weird like screaming or something. Oh yeah, that's that's in like all of the episodes when somebody's being killed or something. Yeah, that's. No, well, no, no, no. It was in the seventh episode. It was like really? a, it was almost it sounded like a caveman almost. It's like. Oh yeah, that's really strange. Yeah, I thought yeah. that was really weird, and I I think it's laughing. It's like. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, <laughs> it's like really that. weird. But I thought that, I thought it was, like, meant to be there as well because yeah. it kind of fit the mood of, weird, um, like something bad's gonna happen yeah and I thought that was really cool yeah um, I just listened to that piece of music and it's just like what is this yeah I, I thought I thought something else was playing in my headset I thought because <laughs> oh, I was listening to it on, I was watching on the computer yeah I thought something else was playing but no it wasn't no, it, was, it was really weird it's yeah. just like hang on am I is this right <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's just like no Alex Garland wants this mm. yeah but yeah it, I thought it was a really great TV show yeah and it is like fits the sci-fi theme perfectly yeah and it isn't too ridiculous it's not it's not ridiculous it's not over the top Mm -hmm. and it's really it's very dramatic but in all the right ways and Nick Hoffman's amazing in it like he's really great what did Mm -hmm. you think of him Nick Hoffman Hoffman, he plays Forrest oh right yeah I thought he was um yeah, I thought he was a really good character. Yeah. He really played his character perfectly. Mm-hmm. And he kind of made the sense of he's a really nice person. Yeah. But he's sort of a psychopath. Yeah. If you think about it. Like, he will do anything in his path. He'll kill anything in his path to get what he wants. Yeah. But you also feel for him massively. Yeah. Like, it's in the fifth episode you see how his children die. And my mouth was probably hanging open at that moment yeah they just, I was, it yeah. was sudden it was like bam car crash yeah dead it's and very realistic it's, yeah. yeah and then you saw every moment that could have happened in the yeah you, s- you see both of them they're intercut you see if they lived and you see if they died and he blames himself for that because he's talking to his wife over the phone and she's saying no 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 I want to talk about this later and he's like but we can talk about it now and she's like but we can talk about it but I don't like talking when I'm in the car or whatever I don't like talking on the phone whilst I'm in the car and yeah that was that's a great moment I, I really thought it was great and I think that gave a sense of like something good's going to happen in the future even though it was a really sad moment yeah this is what I thought I thought that he will be able to see his family again yeah and he did he did <laughs> yeah and um yeah it was a really great moment in the series and it was almost in the middle which I think is perfect it's not like at the beginning yeah. it's not at the end just where it should have been 
and I thought it was yeah great. Yeah, I I I thought it was an amazing TV show. It's just yeah. And I hope they don't make any more. No, they kind of hinted at it with that final scene between the the woman and Katie. Um, mm. But I don't think he's going to make another one. Yeah, I think also, I think it's good when TV shows don't drag it on. Yeah. Because a lot of, mainly American TV shows, yeah. they're... Um, I've seen it where they just add seasons and seasons and seasons and yeah. then it just dies off. Yeah. And I think it's good if they keep it as a really, really good short series, yeah. which everyone will love. I don't think he's followed up any of his other projects. Like he had, I don't think he said about doing a sequel to Ex Machina or doing a sequel to Annihilation. Ex Machina basically finishes, and I don't want to spoil it with you, but it has got a proper ending, and mm. there's no sequel that is um, uh, uh, hinted at. And I haven't watched Annihilation. People who people say it's good, so I hope to watch that soon. I think that's on Netflix, so I should probably watch it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nick Hoffman's grace in this. Uh, it's, it's something that uh, Alex Ireland often does so with Ex Machina he had a very similar character in Oscar Isaac's character uh, who's also like a tech head like the head of a tech corporation Blue Book which is like a, uh, a fictional alternative to Google um, but no he, he it's kind of his thing to have these sort of characters but with Oscar Isaac he was quite there was a sense of this guy is a psychopath or this guy knows something that the audience or Caleb doesn't. Caleb is the main character in X-Machina. But with with uh, Nick Offman as Forrest in this, I I loved him from the very beginning. He He's an amazing character. Um, he's, he's just really great. Uh, it, the way he talks as well, like when he's talking to the governor and she and he says, "Oh, we've got a, a simulation that can predict predict the weather," and and she says, "Okay, so what about um, okay, so will it rain tomorrow?" And he looks out of the window and he says, "Doesn't look like it," and it's yeah. just that line's amazing. It's very similar. Have you seen uh, Blade Runner twenty forty nine? No, but I, I, is it oh. the one with Harrison Ford in it? Blade Runner and Blade Runner 2049 both have Harrison Ford in them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's a that. scene where a character is asking about another character's dog and they're basically asking, is the dog a robot or not? And then uh, the character who owns the dog basically says, well, you should ask the dog. I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's that sort of line. It's just really, really great. It's, yeah. He's, he's such a great character. I really thought it was amazing mm. I would give this four stars no five stars um, uh, so our scale you do you know our scale have you listened to any of the other episodes you probably haven't uh, no I haven't I, I don't use Spotify but I'll probably re-download it yeah, yeah. so uh, the, the, so one star is really bad two stars is bad three stars is average not good not bad four stars is take it easy for a little while which is a reference to an arctic monkeys song called four stars out of five or four out of five actually um and then five stars is fucking brilliant because when you're in like that okay i would say five it yeah. was just brilliant i uh, 
very 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 minor flaws like pretty much nothing yeah and I thought it was just I couldn't stop watching it like I was I was like okay I'll just watch a couple episodes yesterday and I just couldn't stop I just watched like so many and it was just yeah I really I really had to limit myself watching it I I watched one episode every two days uh, and I watched it in the Easter holidays so every day I'd every other day I'd watch an episode of devs and like play Call of Duty with my friends or play some video games or something whilst on a party with my friends Mm -hmm. Um, and then the day after that I would play only video games with my friends or only video games whilst on a party with my friends and then the day after that I'd I'd watch an episode of devs or watch and watch maybe a classic movie or something because my dad's got this thing now where whenever I watch a 15 rated movie I have to watch a classic movie first like a Hitchcock movie or something which is right. <laughs> slightly frustrating um, so yeah I also watched The Invisible Man this week the Elizabeth Moss film have you heard of it? I think I've heard of it and yeah. it's supposed to be really good it is amazing who's who director? Lee Whannell. Um I don't think he's done anything uh, major but yeah it's a really great film nice. I mentioned it in an English lesson and my English teacher was like no I haven't heard of that either she was testing me or or she actually didn't heard of it haven't, hadn't heard of it and I was like I was really surprised at that obviously it's not really a major film but well Empire talk about it a lot they on their all on their well then when they're talking about the the awards they off they will mention the invisible man like oh the invisible man should be up for an Oscar or a BAFTA or whatever but it's it's a really good one it's 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 a horror film but it's not actually that scary it's that kind of sci-fi horror it's really great you should definitely watch it I think it's like eight quid on Amazon Prime or something Oh cool, yeah, yeah. I definitely watched that. Yeah, and um, back to devs. <laughs> back to devs. Um, yeah. I thought, you know, Kenton. Kenton, yeah. Yeah, he was like a really. I thought he was a brilliant character just because of how. I thought he was just that was just you couldn't be any anyone else. Yeah, he was like perfect. He wasn't really muscly yeah he wasn't like a physically intimidating guy intimidating guy but in the first scene with him the scene where he's interviewing Sergei that scene was tense and it's just like is this dude really that messed up Mm. it's yeah it was quite scary and like he just has really good techniques of yeah killing people and I thought it was cool how he Things ahead of everyone. Yeah. He knows that everyone's going to do these certain things. Yeah. And I thought it was a really tense and great moment. Tense and really good moment when he killed um, uh, Lily's Jim ex-boyfriend. Hart. Yeah. What's his name? Jamie. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was a really cool moment. And yeah. the way that the homeless guy just like strangled him to death and. The homeless guy was a Russian agent and all that stuff. Yeah. 
it was just really cool. Yeah, yeah. I I really like Kenton was a really great character. So the first scene with him, and then and then you have this kind of false sense of security where he's always under control because of Forrest. But then in the fifth or sixth episode, after Lily confronts. Uh, Forrest ends up talking to Katie and Jamie plays frisbee with Forrest and he's just sitting in his car watching and then he basically yeah you can see he says to himself oh so we're all friends now are we basically hinting at that he's gonna hurt somebody yeah and then he drives off that's just yeah and then literally just yeah and then he's not he's completely out of control whatsoever and you kind of get that where he smashes Jamie's hand or he breaks he, yeah he pulls the finger back until it breaks and he almost half drowns him I thought yeah and then off, uh, Forrest actually says that he didn't know that that was going to happen and so you do have this feeling that oh he's not actually completely in control which is great yeah yeah it was really cool yeah and it's not just loads of big names as well it's lots of little people like uh, Snowy Mizuno she, she's a great actress like she was in um, Ex Machina but I don't think she's been in anything major really she's like she's not been in any Avengers films or whatever and yeah it's, it's amazing I really mm. enjoyed it what TV shows do have actors from Avengers films yeah. I don't know I think Do you know any uh, TV shows that have Avengers stars in Um, I don't know. I just know them from Avengers films. Yeah. I think Robert Downey Jr. is probably in a few. Oh, yeah. He's probably in a few. Oh, no. He's in Sherlock. Sherlock. Yeah. He's, he's oh, one yeah, of the Sherlock films. Sherlock. There's... Uh, yeah, he's in the Sherlock films. But, yeah, Sherlock as well. That's got... Uh, 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 Martin Freeman in it and Benedict Cumberbatch so yeah those both big names obviously mm. yeah. Sherlock's amazing yeah I've, I, I I think I started watching one but I had to have dinner and I forgot about it yeah but I think I'll probably try and watch some Sherlock's as well I need to watch more TV I'm so, too focused on video games no, and don't school worry. <laughs> I'll yeah. probably try and watch some more my um, parents say that I have to be more balanced with video games and TV so I was forced to watch an hour of Motherland on Wednesday. But I guess that's good. Yeah, because it's, it's Motherland. And then I got to play about two minutes of Life is Strange. And then on Thursday I played all of the first episode of Life is Strange. I remember I watched a horror film my mum. I think it was The Woman in Black. It's not yeah. insanely scary, but no. it was quite late at night. And my mum was terrified because she's a bit of a wimp when it comes to <laughs> horror movies. Yeah. And... Um, she just wanted to watch um, a co she always watches a comedy after like a quite intense yeah. scary film and she always just be begs to watch something like The Simpsons or something <laughs> just to like make her feel happy before she goes to bed yeah. <laughs> but I yeah. think that's like it's good to balance out what you watch and what you don't watch definitely yeah otherwise it's just messes with your head a bit yeah. Like if you watch a really intense, scary movie. Yeah, if you're watching like really intense movies constantly, like Joker and whatever, and you're not actually watching anything comedic or even just dramatic that's got characters that you love in it, then 
yeah, it's seriously gonna mess you up. Yeah, the Joker though was brilliant. Have you watched it? Joker. Oh, no. You definitely need to watch it. Even if you think it's I intense, know. just watch I know. it. I know. It's I've, brilliant. I know. I've heard things about it. Like I, I heard a specific a, uh, a review on the cinema where they talked about it. They basically said that it was really intense for them. Mm. And yeah, one of them was pregnant with a child, and she basically said that she had to go and get some water at some point because because it was so intense. Yeah, it was just like, bro, <laughs> it was crazy. And yeah. um, I thought that Jacqueline Phoenix was amazing in it, and he really pulled off the character perfectly. I, th- yeah. I think that's his first Joker. Oh yeah, yeah. and I think it's good to see. A different story of Joker, not just an evil villain. Yeah, I think it was like see his backstory and how horribly he was treated. Yeah, I think it relates a bit to um, uh, racism back in 1970 and like discriminating yeah. on I guess disabled yeah. people and people that are just different. Oh yeah, and the effect that that can have on on a person. Yeah, and I thought it was just amazing. Should definitely watch it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My parents might not let me watch it because they've watched it and they probably think that it's really intense or something. Secretly, <laughs> secretly. I don't know what it's on. Um, Have you got Now TV? No. Oh, it's good. It's on that. Got Netflix, Amazon Prime, BBC iPlayer. That's it. It's definitely on that Amazon Prime. Yeah. But yeah. Um, what other movies have you watched or TV show? Movies or TV shows, I don't know. What did I start watching? I started watching something ages ago. Uh, it was about a week ago. Maybe ages. 10 days ago. No. Maybe 17 days ago, actually. Yeah, because... Yeah. Yeah, so it was about 16 days ago. I started watching... What was it? This Is Us. Have you watched it? Is it the one with the, with the people that have two faces, or is that just us? That's just us, I think. <laughs> What's This Is Us about, then? It's about a family and stuff, and it's, yeah. It's alright. I wouldn't say it's really good, but it portrays family life and struggles with a family, uh, quite honestly. But also, it's quite funny, so it's good, definitely. But I wouldn't necessarily recommend it massively. Oh, there was this really weird horror movie that I watched with my parents. It was like voodoo, African witch magic. Oh, I think I might have heard of that. It's, I can't remember what it's called. It's definitely on Antebellum, Netflix. Antebellum, is it? I can't remember what it's called. But it was like, it was so weird. It, it was a bit too weird. It was like, all this. So these people came from Africa mm-hmm. to the UK and they had to get put in I think council housing mm-hmm. and there are these and she and her daughter died on the way to Africa okay. and she had this doll and the doll is basically this weird witch thing that lives in their wall right. and at night time the husband so there's a couple the husband sees these weird like children standing there with these weird like African masks with like knives ready to kill him and then he like runs upstairs like all scared for his life and then they're gone and then it's just ooh, it's weird and creepy I would recommend it but I mean like 
I think it's just like I think they went a bit over the top with it and the end was crap yeah honestly the I think they had this the ending they had this like weird fat white thing that went to kill him and then the wife killed it but that was it really and it was a bit just mm-hmm. meh but the rest of it was good yeah that's my problem kind of with the women in black is the ending because mm. basically they both die but then you see them in a sort of afterlife or a ghost world and, and he sees his wife and it's all happy and they walk off with his wife into the distance it's supposed to be sad throughout the whole thing but it's not no it's not it's just yeah the characters you don't really care about them at all mm. it, it was scary the, the jump scares were alright but I think it's alright when when scary scenes are slower because there's some really great scenes in The Invisible Man with an invisible man where basically he's tormenting it's all about this woman that he's tormenting and it's from her point of view mm-hmm. and it's it's really great but there's some amazing scenes that are really slow as well um, but there's also some really great fast paced action in it because you can't see him there's a whole scene where he basically attacks loads of police and he gets this guy's hand and this guy's holding this gun he gets his hand and he points at his leg and he shoots the bullet through his leg and it splatters up the wall and it's yeah oh so the person shoots the invisible man no the person the invisible man gets the guy's hand and makes the guy shoot himself through the leg oh to prove that he's there no not to prove that he's there to kill this guy (laughs) what (laughs) wait to just kill the guy the invisible man gets a gun in the guy's hand and makes him shoot himself no so the guy already has a gun in his hand oh yeah because there's like trouble yeah (laughs) I don't want to spoil it I don't want to spoil it so I'm going to be very vague Um, (laughs) so he gets the guy's the guy's holding this gun yeah so the invisible man gets the guy Mm -hmm. and the guy's still holding this gun and he gets his hand he makes the guy shoot himself through the leg oh I see that's pretty cool yeah and and then he freaks out probably yeah because he's been shot and something happens is, yeah. But if yeah, I bet does, do you probably think his like mind has just got something and just shot himself for no reason? Yeah, there's That's there's crazy. yeah he basically makes people he makes it look like people have killed other people and stuff, but actually he's killed them. It's yeah, it's funny. Sounds really good. It is amazing. It's it's really really interesting and it's quite it's a bit scary. Well, it's not that scary. Oh, there's this other movie called Eli. Eli. It's just, it's just, it was on Netflix. Okay. I've not watched it. I've heard good things about it. I've watched the trailer and everything. Okay. I think it's about this invisible guy that Eli sees in a hospital. So okay. Eli's in a hospital for some... I think he's got mental health issues. Okay. And uh, he's, he gets all these visions. I think it's similar to The Exorcist. I haven't seen The Exorcist scary <laughs> yeah but my mum said that she watched it and she couldn't sleep without a light on for a long time yeah the ex oh don't watch and she was like 18 yeah like I'm pretty sure I've not watched the whole thing it came on like 1970 yeah it was like it's this child <laughs> <laughs> something just tormenting her it's just creepy and weird yeah 
I watched it like ages ago with my like we watched the trailer and stuff with my dad and my dad was like, What do you wanna watch it? And then, <laughs> and then I was like no. <laughs> So your dad made you watch it? He tried to make me watch it but I said no, so he was like, oh, alright. <laughs> so you didn't watch it? I wa- well Yeah, well you watched it. I watched it a bit and then I just said no. <laughs> it was too much. I was too young. Yeah. <laughs> I'll probably rewatch. I'll probably like watch it again. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't think I want to watch it right at the moment. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, I've got other things to watch. I've got a massive list of films to watch. Let's have a look. I can read it out to you. I think I've ticked off about half of it. Where is it? Yeah. Keep notes. Go. Um, I've actually ticked off a lot of stuff on it so on the things that were on it that I've watched was A Quiet Place, The Invisible Man, Inception, The Prestige, Batman Begins and Rocks and then there was on the films that I still have to watch there's Sing Street, The Dark Knight, The Dark Knight Rises, Dune, The Midnight Sky and Booksmart oh The Dark Knight is amazing yeah I've heard good things about it Probably one of my favourite movies. Yeah, I've got a massive list of TV shows to watch. Doctor Who, Terra Nova, Lodge 49, 12 Monkeys, The Last Wave, What Remains, The Haunting of Blind Manor, Spooks, Succession, Felicity, Evil, The OA, The Scott Squad, Kindred the Embraced, Counterpart, The End of the Fucking World, Daybreak Sea, Roswell, New Mexico, Roswell. The The End of the Fucking World is... Brilliant! Yeah. I've heard good things about. It's so good. I love I it. It was. It's the episodes are short. They're like twenty minutes long. They're like yeah. My parents watched it and they said, "Oh no, I don't think you're old enough." And it's like, oh well, it's the way that it portrays violence, and it's just like I'm not going to go around killing cats or something. Oh, it's worse than that. <laughs> I'm not going to spoil it for you, but yeah. I'm just saying it's brilliant. You definitely watch that. Well, first. yeah, I don't <laughs> think I'm going to become a serial killer. I'd, no, I'd, I'd have more of a chance of becoming like a famous film director than becoming a serial killer. Anyway. Yeah, well, depends. Yeah, we should probably finish up now. We've been waffling for a long time. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, I got told off yesterday at Scouts we were doing this performance thing um, and we had to do a puppet, puppet show. And basically, ours was terrible. So I was working with. Oh, yeah, I can't tell you who, who I was working with. Why? Because it's on my podcast. I can't say their names because okay. they haven't come on yet. So, I, so I was working with a few people. You know them, um, and basically, at the uh, we we basically had a te- we had a, an all right script, but nobody knew their lines and stuff. And I was the narrator, <laughs> and I was meant to be really bad. And at the end of it, I just got up and I said, "Oh well, this is a bit where you choose what to do." And I said to the audience, and then I, yeah, people got really annoyed at me for waffling on. And at the end, they 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 chose to uh, kill the narrator, so I had to die. Why are you here then? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I had to. I had, yeah, they all just threw their puppets at me and I fell over. <laughs> Did um, scout leader get mad at you? No. No, it was uh, the people in my group got annoyed at me. They were saying, oh, you were waffling for too long. And it's just <laughs> like, well, I actually had a lot of fun doing that. So, yeah, no, it was good. Anyway, we should finish up. So yep. that's all for today. Uh, also, sorry about this episode being so late. I, yeah, I I was on holiday. Then Finn couldn't record because his gran was coming round. And so we're recording now. 
So anyway, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I'll be on your ears next week talking about something. Um, bye. Bye. Bye.